Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Life on Stage. Tonight, we're talking again with incredible actor, Oscar winner, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba, how are you? <laughs> Very excited. We, we love it here. So, Cuba, we're going through your filmography, and now we're getting into the, the early 2000s, and you had some really interesting films here. I'm looking at this and seeing Snow Dogs and Boat Trip. Can you tell me, what was that about? Show me the money. <laughs> I hear that. Well, after this, in 2003, you had a, a really interesting performance that I think a lot of people would love to hear more about. I'm talking about radio. I don't like these words. Oh, well, well hold on now, Kiba. I think people are really just interested in, in what it was to really get into the mind of this character. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? We're going to go through something very hard right now. Mm, indeed, yeah. Well, it seems like you really got into character, including some some prosthetics. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I paid doing this! I'm an art dealer. <laughs> oh, ca calm down, Cuba. I, it seems like that was a, probably a very taxing experience. Uh, well, I, I do have to ask, you know, a lot of people had some reservations about you playing a character like this and, and really maybe had some strong words about this performance. What do you have to say to critics of your performance in radio? Wow. Strong words, Kiba. Well, if you wouldn't mind, I mean, I, <laughs> would you give us a little bit, a little bit of radio here? Be mad radio. Be mad radio. The man can really just turn it on. It's incredible. Well, Cuba, thank you so much for joining us. Any parting words to our listeners out there? Hold on. Bring that man up here. Hold on. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Well, you heard the man. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on Life on Stage. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and then we recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And this week, we we have a movie. I'll just full transparency. You know, we put I put the list together, the movie list together. <laughs> it's and, my fault. Yeah. Well, you know, like I there's certain movies I was just like, I mean, you got to include the movie because that's you know this is what the show is. But like I, there were a couple of movies that I was just like, boy, I'm not looking forward to watching that. And this week we definitely <laughs> had one of those that I was like, Cameron, this might be the last episode. <laughs> you definitely on. hit me straight up like on the text. You were like, this might be the last episode. This I was like, wait, it. whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, but we do have a, a very wonderful guest joining us today from a very wonderful podcast called Everybody's Business But Mine. This is Cara Berry. Hi, thank you so much. And I'm sorry. Don't apologize. We, <laughs> we make these choices. And, uh, <laughs> Literally, when you gave me the list, I was like, oh, there's no other choice than radio. Like, I have to. I felt called to it immediately. Yeah. And then you were yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
And then I knew I made the right choice. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to scare you off. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, damn, dog, like radio is a uh, radio is a thing. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about your podcast, though, because I've listened to a couple of episodes and it's fun for me as somebody who is not a reality TV show person <laughs> to just kind of drop in and, and hear the going sure. on because I have dabbled in reality TV like I have friends who are very much so into it. And every once in a while, I'll be at their house and they'd be like, oh, no, we got to watch Love Island. Oh, no, we got to watch like, you know, Survivor or whatever the thing is that week. So, you know, I've there's there's a whole yeah. world, right? Like, because I mean, it's really since the inception of reality television, right? Like it used to just be like Big Brother, Survivor. And then obviously, you know, you had stuff like Real World and World Rules and all the MTV stuff. But then, you know, I mean, now we're in a in a world of 90 mm-hmm. Day Fiance and Real Housewives. And uh, like, <laughs> yeah. yep. Don't forget Love is Blind. I just finished that this morning. Let's go. Uh, a bop. It's just so, so good. Yeah, my podcast, I kind of like dabble everywhere in the pop culture sphere from like, uh, reality tv recaps to like you know what abusive thing kanye's done this past 15 minutes oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i have a lot of content need I, to say the least <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah it's it's a good time it's it's fun to be able to just like talk about whatever i want and whatever's happening at any given moment for sure mm. uh tell us a little bit about what you've been talking about recently what's what's what are the last couple um, episodes I actually just dropped an episode about uh, season two of Love is Blind. Uh, that yep. was a lot of fun. And uh, what am I talking about? I talk Summer House, that's on Bravo, and a show called Married at First Sight, which is exactly mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I like the experiments. I like the experiment shows when yeah. it's like, these two people are going to fall in love, but they have to fall in love in a pit of snakes. And I want to be like, yep. where's my popcorn? <laughs> Is there any current show that you're like, this is my shit. Like, I love this show. Oh, I mean, I was really like basking in the the glow of my hatred of, and you're know you're gonna know who I'm talking about. Of Shake from Love Is Blind, like I oh yeah, so very yeah. much, so deeply damaged. Um, so I really thrive when I have like an enemy. So. Okay. Yeah. Really <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now, I have to get this off, and we can cut this if you want. No, no, let's totally let's hear it. Good for it. But uh, you, you, you th- th- this is going to come out after people have seen this. Obviously, <laughs> you, you got no love for Shake. He seemed to handle it like a like a G, even no. though he's not a G. Yeah, the way he's been acting and wilding on Instagram, it's like a oh, whole. Oh no, other, he's he's gone full villain mode. He is. Oh, he's um, trying to like do damage control on his side. He's trying to like he's waffling between like trying to be nice, but fully being like totally awful and so for, uh, for, so for those who don't know um love is blind is obviously a stupid t- tv show uh it's a show about people who are literally randomly put together in rooms and they get to know each other uh on opposite sides of a wall and then when they pair up they have to basically like propose marriage yeah sight unseen mm-hmm. and then you follow them for like six weeks um until the ma- until the wedding and who we're talking about here is uh, the Indian couple, the one Indian couple this season, um, what, Deepti and uh, Shake? Uh-huh. And 
Shake was very excited when he saw Deep D. He was like, oh my God, she's so hot. And then instantly within a week was like, you know what? She's kind of boring. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, she's like my wow. aunt. Wow. I don't want to. Yeah, she's like my her. aunt. Yeah. I don't want to fuck my aunt. He said <laughs> that many times. Many times. It was very. He said, he said, I don't want to fuck my aunt. I don't want to fuck my mom many times mm-hmm. on this show. And uh, it only made, got worse and it only got worse. But then literally their arc for the entire show was that Shake was going to come around to Deep D, who was fine with Shake. Yeah. She seemed okay with it. She was yeah. like, all right, you know, I'm willing to work on this. And he spent the entire six weeks being like, you know what? Maybe I'll fuck my aunt. Mm. <laughs> Thinking about it. I'm what not sure yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what a hero. <laughs> And uh, this week uh, we got to the we got to the weddings and uh, in a shocker, honestly, my face was on the floor. Right, uh, Deep D was like, "I choose me." I choose no, me, right. and I was yeah. like, "Ooh, shake! <laughs> this is what you get." Yep, right. And then he I mean, was he... cheering and trying to go to Nobu. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> he was like, "Let's go to Nobu after this." I was like, "Fam, mm. Netflix ain't gonna cover Nobu." Right. <laughs> yeah, so at the reunion, there's a preview that just dropped that apparently, like, things get so heated between Shake and the Lachey's that, like, Vanessa what? and Nick both pop off on him. So finally, they're earning yes. their check. It's great. Yes. <laughs> I. You know what? It's funny because, and we can we can make this a Love Is Blind podcast some other time, but I will say. <laughs> That I just found it fascinating that this guy was like, he was just a lame, honestly, when we <laughs> first met him. He was a lame. He, yeah. he was like a DJ who was like, I'm a vet on the side, but I really love DJ. And that culture is like really important to me. And I was like, okay, mm, fam, whatever. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and the show was trying to form another villain in um, Shayna, I guess. Uh-huh. Shayna, who jilted another person because she was like, uh, he was agnostic and she was very Christian. So, but Shayna in the pods was like, I like this other guy, Shane. And if I'm not going to get Shane, I'm not going to get nobody. And they tried to, you know, they tried to produce her into a villain. And it was, it almost worked until she was like, I don't need the show anymore. Right. <laughs> and just left. So now they're trying to do it to shake. And it's looking like he's playing into it. He's so. really having a great time. You should take a peek on his Instagram because it's like chaos absolute chaos <laughs> you know what i like <laughs> chaos <laughs> as a result of being here on this podcast I've, cro- I've grown to embrace yeah. chaos over the months sure yeah for sure well speaking of chaos kara tell us what movie you chose for us to watch this week i am proud to present that i made the choice to pick the uh cuba gooding jr uh led radio 2003 <laughs> yeah boy Wow. You had a lot of positivity in your voice yeah. right there. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can all agree this was a struggle. Uh, this was uh, <laughs> this was some trash. <laughs> this was hot trash. Yeah, not great. The first uh, three minutes, I was like, wow, how are we going to stretch this out another hour 46? Because they just told the whole story. So yep. what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, there was multiple times that I, well, at a certain point, I just quit checking how much time was left in the movie. Because it was always more than I thought, and yeah. <laughs> it, it just like the the like knowledge that oh yeah, this movie's like not two hours, like it's only like an hour and you know maybe forty minutes or something like that. Mm, mm. And so you're just like oh, this is gonna be over soon, and then every time you're just like oh okay, well I don't know what else there is to say, but I guess we're gonna have another forty five <laughs> minutes of this. So. 
Um, I fell asleep on it. I fully fell asleep and I had to go back and watch more radio. Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you do what wow. I told you to do? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. Kara, just real quick. Did you watch to the to very the end? end? No. Like oh after my the God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I missed I don't it. Have- I thought... I'm 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 surprised I'm I'm excited to hear what happened, but oh no! Yeah, I don't have the um, edu- educate the people. I don't have the drop ready to go because uh, I wasn't quite <laughs> sure if we were going to need it. But I will I will play the song that plays at the very end for us uh, to listen to and get Oof. reaction to in real time because my God, <laughs> that oh last my song when that God. It was just that was wild. So. Yeah, let's, I mean, for people who don't know Radio, which you're living in a blessed world, it is a movie that came (laughs) out in 2003. It's a semi-autobiographical or semi-biographical sports drama that's about a man named James Robert Kennedy, but everybody calls him Radio. He is disabled. I mean, the, the real life story and the movie have glaring differences, but like the general truth to it all is that people just in this town just love radio right this town in south carolina (laughs) uh waterboro south carolina and so the movie is about this coach uh this football coach coach jones who like just one day sees radio pushing a shopping cart around his practice and it's just like that boy should be a part of my life basically so many lingering glances from the chain link fence (laughs) Honestly, so Kara, this is the thing that me and Cameron have been debating all week because it was never made clear in the movie. How old is radio? <laughs> I was wondering that <laughs> the entire time. Like, I I don't is he 30? Is he 18? I looked and I know Cuba was 35 when the movie came out. Yeah. I don't think we we're supposed to I don't I honestly don't know. I could not make heads <laughs> or tails of it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with grown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna go with radio's grown. Eleventh like, grade. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't think that he was, like a teenager, but I don't think that he was like thirty. But that's a huge range in between, and specifically if he's just like walking around, <laughs> you know, doing whatever. Like, I I understand why Alfred Woodard was concerned. Um, you know, just for her job. <laughs> Um, yeah. I also had a question. Um, did people hate him because he was black or because he was special needs? Because they really flirted with like, uh, I don't know which one. Well, we can no, we can get into a long we can conversation in. about that. Yeah. Before, yeah. before we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, let me just give you a few more little details here. And then Cameron is going to try to do this movie in five minutes for us. Uh, so this movie is, is directed by uh, Mike Tallon. It's written by Mike Rich. It. Stars Cubigan Jr., Ed Harris, Alfred Woodard, Deborah Winger, Sarah Jew, and S. Apatha Murkison. Came out in 2003, like we said. Budget was $30 million. Box office, $52.6 million. So, not... Technically a success-ish. Yeah. Like, it wasn't crushing it, but it also didn't, like, totally bomb. So, yeah, Cameron... I mean, if you got it in you, let's, let's <laughs> get this five minutes out the way. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't want to super simplify it, but I don't. 
I don't want to miss important things. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. And this is off the dome today. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jay-Z. All right. So, wait, I'll, I'll count you down. Three, right. two, one, go. All right. So, it's 1970, whatever, in this movie. <laughs> and um, Coach Jones, played by Ed Harris, is, you know, coaching the high school football team. Coaching the local football team. Are they like Yellow Jackets or something yeah. like that? Yeah. So, he's coaching. He's just doing some regular coaching. And... um. Honestly, it's like it's it's just like in any like doofy teen movie, like they throw the football too far out of the out of the field. And walking by is a young black man who doesn't necessarily look to be like mentally disabled, but we find out who is. And he's pushing a cart. He takes the football and he walks with it. All right. And he comes back maybe the next day and. One of the kids in the on the team is like, "Hey, give me that ball on radio." Who we find out, <laughs> Cuba is like, "No," and keeps walking. But the coach sees something in that boy for some reason. <laughs> like literally, just it might as well be a romantic comedy meet cute because he just looks across the way yeah. and is like, I, yeah. "I need that person in my life." <laughs> So the next day, he goes over there and he asks for the football back. And uh, he's also holding a, carrying a radio in the cart that he's got the football in. And he's asking him what his name is. He's like, what's your name? He says, nothing. What's your name? Nothing. He still gets nothing. He gets the football. And he's like, no, I don't want the football. But I guess I'll call you radio because you have a radio. And that's it. <laughs> and that is it. But he says, come back to practice tomorrow. We'll, 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 I see you like football. Bring it on home to practice, you know? So this literally just goes on for like weeks on end. Like, you know, he radio just comes to practice. Radio is at games. Like, they do a montage in the first 30 minutes of this movie. I'm not doing anything that the movie's not doing, which is like speeding this all along. Like, it's just like radio shows up. There's some goofy hijinks that happen and... Oh man, and they ugh, goofy hijinks ensue, but nothing really terrible. Uh, what they lock radio in a well, they in a shed, and gagged him in a shed. Mm, yeah. so- they they bound and gagged him in a shed. I don't want to forget that they bound and gagged him in a shed, and then the coach was like, "No, I won't have it. I will not have it." And he frees radio and he cries and goes somewhere else. And coach goes to radio's house. And Radio's mom is like, yeah, that boy, he he's not dumb, but he's not smart either. And I'm like, well, that's not the way you should talk about yourself. <laughs> and so what Radio just, again, keeps showing up to practices. Like, he, give, he gets uh, gifts from the church on Christmas and decides to redistribute those gifts. But then he goes to jail because the cop who arrests him doesn't know that everyone loves Radio. And <laughs> they have to free Radio from jail. <laughs> And that's a part of the movie. And then they redistribute the gifts like he was going to. The town sort of doesn't like radio hanging around at these football games. They sort of have a good reasoning that, you know, the coach might be like using him as a mascot, which is like anybody who's watching this movie's question. (laughs) And the movie sort of battles with like, is he using him for a mascot? But is he just using him as like a good luck charm? Or either way, it's like kind of fucked up. And... I guess it transitions into basketball season and there's more of that. The coach is dealing with like, he doesn't really take care of his daughter properly, but you know, the daughter comes around on Christmas and is like, you know, radio needs a lot more love than me. I'm good. 
radio needs that love. And the coach is like, all right, sure. Too late because radio's mom died. Oh, God. (laughs) Super sad. For no reason. Again, this is like the second week in a row where the mom died. And why do we have to like know about it? Why do we have to grieve along with this? Um, and it turns out when, uh, well, radio, like the, the town loves radio, like Jordan said earlier, pretty much. Uh, they let him into the school. He's in 11th grade, but he might be 30. Who knows? And they let him graduate with everybody and they give him an honorary diploma. And then at the end, we meet the real radio. And it turns out he's 50 years old and still the mascot, quote unquote, of the team. Uh, end of movie. Oh, psych! There's an Re song. And no, another <laughs> song. Oh God, another Later. one. I thought Re was the, the bottom, but it's. Oh, that's worse. not the. That's not the end. Oh, oh I did it! Wow. Oh my God! Some, Two some, weeks in a row. Something's changed around here. The, the spring has sprung, baby. <laughs> spring has. We're on sprung. a streak here. This is. Uh, Let's go. I don't know if I should be encouraged, unsettled, but. Uh, I took a Claritin. Let's do it. <laughs> so Off the walls. That, but that that is radio, and I it sadly some is to make though. If if you don't mind, oh please, um, sure. There's the things floor. I miss. First, I feel like I wasn't really like I I know that we were supposed to feel bad for the daughter because you know Coach Jones has dedicated his whole life to his team and now to radio, but I just felt like they didn't really make a case for her. Like her vibes were off to me. So I just felt like he made the right decision. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was smart in that one. I wouldn't yeah. want to hang out with her. I'd rather hang out with radio too. Well, you hear that Mary Helen, you're a dud. <laughs> well, look, the first 20 to 25 minutes of this movie are not about radio at all. It's about whether yeah. or not this man is going to father his daughter be yeah. a father to his own daughter <laughs> real discernible way and the answer is uh, is no uh <laughs> i guess i guess but also like the movie doesn't do anything to be like that he's like specifically like a bad father like he, the only thing you hear is like he comes in for dinner and he's like mary helen got another c on her math test and he's like yeah what's for dinner whatever yeah, <laughs> and i'm like football. Yeah, I coach football. I got I got things to do. I'm like, that's being a bad father. Yeah, at the end of the movie, he gives up coaching to be a dad. To be a teacher. And a teacher. So, you know, I guess that was the resolution of that story arc. But it was just like... Well, he's not even a good teacher because he taught radio to write his own name and dude came out with some squiggles. Sure did. <laughs> Can we talk and about- he was cool with that. Can he talk about this like this beef between that Zach Efron lookalike and his dad in radio? Like why were they fighting mm-hmm. with each other? Well so here's here's let's talk about that in the micro and the macro, right? Like in the in the macro, there's there's no drama to this movie because everybody loves radio. Like yeah. implicitly, right. like off bat, everybody's like radio is the best. Coach Jones loves radio. Coach Honeycutt loves radio. Aside from Zach Efron lookalike and his crew with the with the one other black kid in the school, um, <laughs> like they they beat up radio and pull pranks on radio. But everybody else loves radio. The lady who lets him do the announcements in the morning loves radio. He gets all these presents <laughs> at Christmas. Um, the police Socialist king, the redistribution he, of the gifts for sure. Well, we're going to talk about this police scene in depth and just a little bit but okay. like he gets arrested by i guess a rookie cop and then the other cops 
find radio and like not my dog radio like you can't <laughs> not can't lock up radio <laughs> that dog. is the vibes though they literally like he comes around the corner and he sees him in the in the cell and he's like nah man <laughs> not radio <laughs> so let's split the sub sandwich with him and until yeah. Chris jones gets here even the cops love radio they let him out of jail <laughs> and so the only people who don't like radio are like just i guess haters yeah hater hater white <laughs> dad and his son, who ends up not hating radio, because oh, yeah. radio doesn't snitch on him, and he's like, "You're you a real run radio. Like I can't even, I can't front on you no more. Like I love a real nigga radio. I love radio too, <laughs> you know." So the only person who I guess continues to hate on radio is the is the white dad, who I don't know if he comes around to radio, but at the very least is like questioning whether or not. Yeah, his hating is is having the intended effect. Yeah, so I think he comes around to the idea of radio. It's not really like <laughs> it's not like oh, that's my nigga right there. That's radio. It's like it's more like yeah, all right, right. he I right. yeah, I don't love him, yeah. but he I right. he didn't write him a letter, so you know no. he's got a reserve. That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what was up. I guess you know that somebody had to hate radio, and it was it was those two. <laughs> Why? Why were they always like holding court at the? Was it a barber shop? Was it yeah, a barbershop. luncheonette? I don't know. And we've we've talked about this many times on the show. This is just my personal opinion. I just I could be spreading terrible stereotypes here, but I feel like white people don't have barbers. I feel like they go to sports cuts. Yeah, and you know <laughs> yep. what other you know yep. place that there is that are just kind of like in and out barber shops. Yeah, they don't have that necessarily that like dedication camaraderie and, and relationship with a barber so yeah. right. i guess if he's the only barber in town then <laughs> where else are you going to get your hair cut and but. those grown-ass men were taking high school football so seriously like mm. do you guys have money in this what's going on maybe what's I funny i was i was a that they're so hype about like high school sports that haven't occurred to them in like 30 yeah. years <laughs> and then also they don't drink beer they drink coffee yep <laughs> At the barbershop. <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta go away from the wife. I gotta get away from the wife for five minutes so I can drink this coffee with my niggas. Drink this latte. At the barbershop. <laughs> yeah. And talk about this this guy in my neighborhood that I don't like him. It's wild. Yeah, this whole movie is just a whole I guess before we get any further, I should I should definitely cue this up because Yes. Let's just talk about what Cuba is trying to do here. I mean, Ooh. let's just get yeah, it. Let's talk about the radio in the room. Because this is a, a lot of choice. A lot of choices happens in the <laughs> filming of this movie. Aesthetically. Well, an, a- an actor would tell you that a lot of choices is a good thing. Mm, not not these choices. Not Cuba's choices. <laughs> because it's it's a whole... Everything is everything is bad. Everything is wrong. Like the first twenty minutes of the movie, he doesn't talk. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to judge the performance up to that point off of just like maybe this won't be as bad as I think it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like maybe <laughs> maybe I misjudge radio, not like dramatically, but like enough where the, maybe there's more nuance to this than I assumed. And then the montage where he's training with the football team happens. Mm. They throw the fucking football off his head like it's a slapstick routine. Right. We're supposed to laugh? We're supposed to laugh. I guess. That's in the trailer. You know what I mean? And it's right. just like, oh, oh, okay. No, here we go. Here, Here's everything that I fear. Then he starts talking and he's doing like 
a whole thing, you know what I mean? And I feel like a little bit of the behind the scenes, the way that Cuba Gooden Jr. describes yeah. how he came to make the choices that he made were he did not want to spend all this time kind of like just studying the real life radio, right? Like he wanted to kind of come up with his own choices. So this well, is great. from a, a, a interview that he did with ESPN. And, you know, they just ask him a question, how do you prepare for a role like radio? And he says, this one was so far different from my normal personality that I really had to get the physical right first. I knew I wanted a certain walk and a certain look to him. I watched a lot of tapes on him. I watched tapes of people who knew him and took care of him. I tried to make judgments on his personality. <laughs> Once I was comfortable with all that, I had to come to conclusions on certain characteristics of his personality. I guess the whole process took about four months. And then the interview follows up. So you didn't actually spend any time with him personally. And he says, no, I didn't. Actually, the first time I met him was like three weeks into filming. He came onto the set. And by then I was pretty comfortable with the character that I was going to portray. When I met him, it was like a reaffirmation that I was on the right track. The quirks and the mannerisms seemed to be pretty consistent with his behavior the day we met. Can you imagine somebody telling you, like, you know, I was going to play the role of a special needs person, and I just decided to fucking wing it. You know, I'm just going to lead into every stereotype that I think he might be, and just yep. just go for it. That is, wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and then he goes <laughs> on in a separate interview to talk about how he based radio more on the personality of his five-year-old son oh. uh, than... Oh he wanted to have the innocence of a child and so that's how he came into this wow uh so that's yeah he's doing a lot of that confidence you know what are y'all's thoughts on cuba oof i mean (laughs) (laughs) what a there's a lot there's a lot to talk about let's hear your thoughts first i want to hear oh wow okay wow right in women's history month you're putting me on the spot (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh i i mean he's obviously a very complicated man um i you know i'm a bodega boys fan so you know they always like to do that that drop hold up hold up hold up hold up yeah uh, you You mean this drop we got we got you we couldn't go without hold on bring that man up here (laughs) hold on Somebody suck that baby's dick! Somebody suck that baby's dick! You mean, you mean that actor, Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yep, yep, the classic, somebody suck that baby's dick. Um, He seems like a wild, <laughs> wild man. I don't know what That's to make boy. of him. That's a wild boy. Mm-hmm. It's There's a lot to it, because we were looking up his IMDb, which we'll talk a little bit about when we get to the research. But before this, so like, you know, he was doing... Like movies, right? Like he was obviously he won for Jerry Maguire, and like was kind of on an upward trajectory. And you know, even before that, you know, we had Boys in the Hood and you know some other roles. So we're like, oh yeah, Cuba. And then at a certain point, like literally right before this movie, right? Like he does uh, Snow Dogs and Boat Trip, right? Oh, <laughs> and right, you're just right. like, bruh, back to back. What uh, <laughs> what what kind of debt are you in that right. you? Maybe. Do you need do you need a, a quarter? Right. Do you need some help? You need to set up a GoFundMe. This is not you're down bad. Because then he comes and then he comes back with this, and this definitely is Oscar bait, and definitely is something that I guess he thought was gonna get the kind of you know like 
renown and like attention that he was looking for right and uh that was not the case <laughs> i think he is and then you know all the all the things that have come out recently just about cuba Gooden jr and sexual assault and other things where you're just uh-huh. kind of like oh damn bro like you know I don't, I I've I've ceased to really expect uh, more out of people, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> just that's in the safe. sense of just like, <laughs> okay, Cuba did that. That's yeah. It seems kill, kill your idols. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm brand, time. but Ooh. like, he seems like a very wild dude. And then, but then, the, the, like the frustrating thing is with so many of these people, right? Is like, then you see him in something. Like obviously, the latest thing he did was the OJ, uh, Made in America. Or not made in America, but the OJ American Crime American Story. American Crime mm-hmm. Story. And you're just like, oh yeah, like Cuba can act when yeah. he decides he wants to do that, you know? And like he could have been one of our great black actors. I have not given Cuba Gooden Jr. black acting school for this movie. No. <laughs> I, and you should not. I don't even well, you know what? I think I will give I'll give it to to Alfre only on the sense of like she, you know. She was trying because she's a legend. She was trying. She's to a legend. Here. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Alfred Wood has never been bad. Like no. straight up. No, yeah. she gives it to you every time. But I was confused. Like again, are we racist or not? I didn't know where I was landing because I just feel like a black woman wouldn't be the principal of a small town in South Carolina in the early seventies. So, like, what's going on? Can I tell you something? I, uh, she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I knew. I knew. Uh, <laughs> oh, my man was like, "Yeah, small bullshit." And, and one of the, and one of the, you know, and another separate ESPN article, they do kind of like a a true or false fact or fiction breakdown of radio, and uh, there was no black principal at Hannah, and uh, <laughs> says Joe's the principal at Hannah supported radio's presence. There wasn't really any concerns at all, but like, I had the same question. When I started watching the movie, because I assumed Alfred Woodard was either going to be Radio's mom or it was going to be, you know, like like a like a figure in the community who was like looking out for radio. Right. Turned out to be I immediately assumed I immediately assumed. Yeah. And then she turned out to be the principal. And I was like, that doesn't seem like. (laughs) <laughs> what would actually be happening here right so <laughs> what a twist we me and camera talked about this you know off air like i this is how i read her character and i have a very specific random thing that i always return to which is there's a i think it's either the second season of daredevil there's there's a point in the show where daredevil needs like a specific piece of like information from a lab and he goes there and i think he's just you know matt murdoch not daredevil and he's asking this black scientist to give him classified information this black woman scientist and i'm like no she's not going <laughs> to tell you that you know what she had to do to get this job right why would she give random white man vital information that could get her fired instantly? Well, she's gonna risk it for you no there's there's no reason she the would one. do that <laughs> And I had the same vibe with Alfred Woodard in this movie where, like, of course, they give her the line, paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of, if you think I'm concerned about uh, an intellectually, you know, disabled black man being on a bus with my students, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, she's the one <laughs> who, go, who goes there specifically, but then, like, yeah. is kind of like, 
I don't know about this radio thing. You know what I mean? Like, you sure about this, Coach Jones? Like, she checks in repeatedly throughout the movie of like, yeah, but, you know, people are making a lot of noise about it and the school board's on my ass and all this other stuff. And I just read it as, that's a black woman in the 70s trying to keep her job. Like, she is not going (laughs) to jeopardize any of this. Sorry, radio. If you got to hit the bricks, like, tough, you know, like, I guess you're going to have to watch, uh, listen to this game on the radio in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying not to get electrocuted uh, yeah because she was like kind of in and out sometimes she stands up for radio sometimes she is just like yeah rules are rules you know radio can't do that but i was like very confused about what her character was supposed to be because literally everybody else like we said like loves radio yeah like it's not even a question right. like there's no there's no right. hesitation there's no moment of like hmm you know is this something that we want to engage in as a community it's like no radio and it's so this is the wild thing right the way that we're supposed to read the movie is that radio is not new like radio did just come to town one day he's not a literal magical negro who just like (laughs) you know stumbled in with a shopping cart from out of nowhere and everybody was like who's that like he's lived there his entire life people know him in the sense that people see him pushing the shopping cart around town. Yeah. And they using didn't it love as him then. on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody <laughs> gave a shit about radio until yeah. Coach Jones was like, yo, radio's with me. And everybody was like, oh, radio. What up, dog? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, him? He's with me. Yeah. And then everybody's cool with radio. And, it, and it's, it's supposed to feel like one of those. Well, if you only really got to know him, you would know that radio is the most gentle soul. They even have the line in the movie. We didn't teach oh, radio. He says radio it. He says it. The coach says us. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the coach. Yeah. The coach says it. He's like, I don't think uh, I'm the one teaching radio. Yeah. I think radio's the one teaching us. And the you hush know, that fell amongst the crowd that were like, damn, you did that. <laughs> Bars. Bars. I wish I wish I could have seen it in the theater. So when he says it, I just wait for some random dude in the back be like, that's my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I guess touching touching back briefly on 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 Cuba's performance in this movie because like that was what a what a weird thing. <laughs> it's it's a I'm going for it yeah. performance. It's like a I'm going for Oscar. I'm going for something. I'm going for Oscar, but it's also like. And I guess this is the larger conversation that we need to have, right? So, okay. Yes. White Savior movie, right? Literally 100%. saves radio. <laughs> like it's not, no question about it. Multiple times. The movie, especially with that line that, that Coach Jones says at the end, I think wants us to believe that this town is better because radio right radio made everybody's lives better he enriched everybody's <laughs> lives simply by being his his true authentic self right so here's here's my question for you let's say radio doesn't have the disability that he has but rather radio is in a wheelchair still black mm, mm. do they love radio like they love radio here because my theory oh is he just lonely lonely radio because you got to make him sympathetic that's the thing my theory is <laughs> is he just lonely <laughs> <laughs> my theory is and it's it it doesn't feel good to say but it's also like 
I gotta, I can't shake the feeling, right? They love radio because he is black. They, it's a thing that they don't really talk about or express or comment on. Except again, Alfre Woodard calls that to attention. Yeah, uh, you know, he's really the only one to actually like outwardly. Yeah, speak. yeah. I guess you're supposed to get the vibes when the police arrest him that one time, but even then, they well, immediately resolve it because. Then he's just out because the cops also love radio, you know. Yeah, he gets saved uh, <laughs> by white cops, like more white cops. It's, yeah. And then the cop who arrested him is forced to drive him as he hands out presents. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like immediate comeuppance on top of like all that other stuff. So yeah, the, the feeling I can't shake is that they love radio because he is innocent, right? And harmless. Yeah. Right. Like radio can't do anything to them. And, you know, like he is just like a asexual. He, <laughs> well, yeah. there's yep. that, you yep. know what I mean? For let's sure. Go do it all. Let's listen. Yeah. It all like I, I, this is what that yeah. is. Yeah. I begrudge to call him childlike because I feel like that is that is uh, diminishing, you know, him as a person. He's right. a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do think that there is like a. He is a mascot, right? And they and they try to call it out, you know, and say, "Oh, you, you know, Alfred Wood is like, oh, but do, don't you think we're just making him a mascot?" And Coach Jones is like, "Man, shut the fuck up!" You know, you <laughs> she know, literally. <laughs> I was, I I told you this that I was thinking it in the movie. I was like, "But he's just a mascot." I was like, actually, just having that thought, and then she said it, and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> "Yep." And then he had the exact response I knew he was going to have, which was like. Hey, no one was talking to you no way. <laughs> like, you know. But the thing about it is like, so if radio is not even tempered, right? Like if radio's disability is that he is violent. And again, not to, you know, bring up those stereotypes about people with disabilities, but like, you know, let's say that his disability did lean into either bouts, maybe it was behavioral instead of, you know, like cognitive, right? Like maybe he was just, he had some, either behavioral or mood swing or something like that where like radio wasn't cuddly and nice yeah. and you know somebody that you could just kind of like hang around it was going to be kind of just like a docile you know he's going to joke and you and you turn up you know some temptations and radio is going to dance you know what i mean like it's just those vibes where people are <laughs> like yeah okay yeah you know radio is like not bothering me you know in any way and then except there for is the waitress that. with the pie she seemed but pretty taken by him. The, when he came back again, though, order, she was like, yeah, two pies? he could order what he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, two pies. Go back there and cut me two pies. <laughs> and she was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> but, yeah, like, do you think if radio is, in, is instead a 265-pound, uh, six-foot-four, homeless black teenager, that they love radio? Is this the blind side? Are you blindsiding this? <laughs> I was literally about to say the exact same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I I feel like no. I even feel like if Radio was like a white kid in a wheelchair, they probably wouldn't be vibing with him that badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's true. High school is cruel, man. Yeah. If you ain't, you know, regular as far as everyone else is concerned in your student body, you are an outcast, mm-hmm. fam. Sure. <laughs> and that's everybody. I'm talking about, do you like art too much? You're an outcast. Yeah. Yep. Get out of here. 
do you, yeah, do you, do you not like sports? Get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> and radio loves football, so he's already in with that, you know? But I get what you're saying. I get, I get the point where, you know, we've completely voided him of, like, action. Autonomy. Autonomy. <laughs> That's the word. Autonomy. We've, we've voided him of, like, any sexuality or, like, you know, any quote-unquote manlyhood. Mm-hmm. As a, as a black man, you know, mm-hmm. especially in that time. So, yeah, you he's a cuddly teddy bear. He's a cuddly teddy bear that, like, you know, can cheer for you in the stands. Yep. And that's really what radio ends up being. And that's why, like, you spend the first 30 minutes of the movie questioning yourself, like, hey, Coach Jones, like, are you really? Is this dude really your mascot? Because, like, is, do, you, do you have any other plans for him? No. Right. Do you have any other plans for him? Because other than that, you are actually like making him a mascot straight yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. And like, I don't understand what him quitting coaching solved. Did that solve anything? I it didn't do anything <laughs> in the in the in the course of the movie. I I don't know because like radio. So all right, <laughs> yeah. Here's the part real. that I. I was I was done with the movie before we even got to this part, but like, <laughs> like I fell asleep on it. <laughs> so and it was two thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> radio, right outside. Yeah, no, like Coach Jones does the whole thing, and he you know quits and he storms off, and there's a whole you know a lot of grumbling in the barbershop. Mm. And their radio graduates. Yeah, and I was like, it's like the next scene, how. You know, like not even not even on some like he's in the 11th grader forever, which is the thing they keep saying. But like, what what are you giving him in terms of a degree or like anything like that? Yeah. Because like, yeah, you know, from what we can tell, he has received no schooling uh, other than my dude wrote his name <laughs> he, it, or was challenged to write his name and wrote squiggles. And and Ed Harris was like, great job. Yeah. That'll do radio. So that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you graduating in 11th grade and your name is Squiggles? Well, but like, what, what, what am I? Your name ain't even radio. <laughs> what am I supposed to take from that, though? Is like he is an honorary grad or is he just taking no, part? No, he's an honorary in... 11th grader, fam. He's never really graduated high school. Yeah. I mean, it was just such a bizarre way to kind of cap off the movie because then we go from that to the real life radio footage. And I'm just like, okay, you know. I, I, when the movie started, I was like, are we gonna meet the real radio mm-hmm. after this? I, I got a, <laughs> yep. I got a feeling, I got a hankering, yeah, that I'm gonna meet the real radio after this. And sure enough, he busted through that. That hurt to see, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He's still like, and you know, she says it in the voiceover. By the way, why does the wife? Why get does the she get? The, why does Deborah Weir get the voiceover at the end? What is going on? Because you can obviously tell that the fucking movie has no idea what it wants to right. do. When a character who has said three things the entire movie is like, "Now I'm the teller of this right. story." Like, <laughs> what? That's like watching Star Wars, and all of a sudden, Princess Leia was like, "And that's how we defeated the Empire." I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> What are you talking right, about? Right. It didn't make any sense. Like, we see her walking in. 
when he's like doing strategy, I don't watch, I don't know anything about football, but he's like doing, I don't know, X's and O's, whatever you're doing. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. X's and O's. That's, that's football. <laughs> she, did you notice that she was carrying the feminine mystique in her hand? Yeah. <laughs> she was. Oh, I, oh, that's my favorite thing to do in movies yeah. is watch is see what people are reading. What they're reading. It's, it's always like, Suppose on Mad Men, that that's when I started watching was right. uh, on Mad Men. They would it that would always be like a key into like what the character's headspace yeah. is at the time. So I was like, okay, cool, like that's dope. And then she walks in and she's like reading the feminine mystique, and I was like, fuck me, this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, this is so dumb because she's not even going to say more than this in this whole movie, right. and she really doesn't. So the mystique was that does she speak? Because right. like, <laughs> well, I'll never get over in the help where Skeeter had. Invisible Man in her room. Yes, she's like, reading Invisible Man. And it's it's in her room. She's not reading here. it. But I was like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, just on the whole, this movie is trash, right? Like, we're not even talking yes, about Cuba garbage. anymore at this point. Like, the yeah, movie yeah. itself is not good. Let's talk about the music for a second, because goddamn, huh? did you really okay. lay that on too thick? thick. The, the scene right. where they... This this uh this soundtrack is chunky peanut butter. <laughs> the scene where they so so apropos of nothing, you know, basically uh, a couple of kids from the football team tie radio up and lock him in a shed. And so Coach Jones frees radio and then is he's really mad at these kids and they gotta get what they deserve. And Alfred Woodard's even like, I heard we had some trouble yesterday, and he was like, Don't worry, I'm gonna take care of it. And so they just start <laughs> running laps. But yeah. the music underneath, you would think they were storming Normandy on D-Day. Right. Like, it was just like this crazy. <laughs> the score over is the top. so sinister. Yeah. And tense. I was like, are they gonna die? <laughs> like, it really does have this score of like like a war epic movie, you know? And I'm like, why? Why are the, it's it's like a war epic movie at times, and then it's like the soundtrack is like Crooklyn Light. Yeah. <laughs> like the soundtrack is like dope music. Yeah. Like. What the when they're uh, running plays, they're running plays to like the spinners rubber band, right, right? That was a good one, which is like an amazing song. It's like a dope song, yeah. But it's just like, but then the next scene is like, dun dun. <laughs> will radio go to class tomorrow? <laughs> and I'm like, what, guys, guys, guys? This isn't that movie. Yeah, I mean, it didn't fake. It is never even faking being that movie. Well, because they're trying to do everything possible to make you say, Oscar, right? Like y'all. <laughs> maybe try that no yeah. okay because uh, do you believe it do you believe us because i don't know if we believe us no it's yeah it's it's not a well-made movie so you know you have that on top of whatever cuba's doing we haven't even talked about the scene where he gets told that he can't come on the bus and so his response to that is to play football alone in the rain <laughs> while listening to the game on a radio and it's like, I mean, I don't really know what this movie is even trying to make me feel about his mom, <laughs> right. because apparently she is like Coach Jones and that she has no time for her child. She has well, a job yeah. to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, yeah. but nobody, because that's the wild thing, right? Okay. We're, we can't take radio with us on the bus, so we're going to go home nobody's going to arrange a ride home right. for radio. Like y'all right. just going to watch him out the no, back window. as you left that the nigga bus. in the rain. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's just like, okay, yeah, radio can't come with us. Somebody take radio home. Instead, radio is it, it, hours after the game. I mean, who knows how he got home that night? He definitely had pneumonia. There's no way that he 
just was out in the rain for hours, you know, doing that. And like nobody came and got him. But he's like out in the rain. And he's like, Cuba is just, yeah, it's vibes, right? Like somebody, yeah, I think they just like, because we talked about this too, Cameron. Mm-hmm. You had to get the rain machine out for that. Right. Like that's right, a day right. of shooting. That's, <laughs> that's a, a whole day. day of shooting. You waited for night. You had to get the rain truck yeah. out. You had to get the whole apparatus. Uh, you set up the shots. There's a camera up in the stands. There's a camera down there. You set this shit up. It's multiple things went into filming what. And all he's doing is like tossing the ball up and down. Yeah. Like it could have been two shots and we're done. Yeah. No, like, it's it's or, a five minute sequence of him. Or honestly, like even because what are you trying to write? Because like a movie is literally emotion you're trying to grasp emotion from your audience right. so like you could do the same thing by like having him just walk home by himself you know right yeah walk home by himself listening to the radio throwing a ball up and down and no no he had to be <laughs> in the field it had to rain because we had to know he's sad yeah. if he's but he's not even sad he's not because the next sad. day this is the thing this movie does multiple times right and this is why radio doesn't feel like a human in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. <laughs> speak is on that it, speak like on so? Like that happens, and the next day they're like, "Radio, we're never going to do that to you again." And he's like, "All right, bet." And then, <laughs> you know, later in the movie, his mom dies, and they're like, "Radio's tearing up his house." Radio is like, he's so upset. And then, like two scenes later, we don't even talk about his mom. It's over. We didn't again. even see the brother that moved into the house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Never met him. It's just like you know, we go to the, we go to the mom's funeral, right? And then that's it. That's the last we even think of her. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. you're trying to tell me that this is the most important person in radio's life. It's up now. You're trying to tell me that Coach Jones is the most important person in radio's life. He's just kind of superseded her at some point. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, you, Coach Jones was like, "I'm gonna scoop that up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, we haven't even talked about the wildest part of this movie. <laughs> I think I blocked this out of my brain. No, what's the wildest part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd like to hear it at this point. <laughs> This movie is some full fuck shit. I don't care yeah. if I'm burning bridges because I'm an actor. I don't care if I'm burning bridges between anybody who worked on this movie. You and Keepa. Fuck yeah. this movie. It's <laughs> whack. Everybody involved yeah. was hoodwinked and duped. There is a scene near the end. I forget exactly where it comes up. But Ed Harris and his daughter are in the truck together. Oh, yeah. And Ooh. she... I guess just offhandedly asks him because everybody asks him why he's doing this. Like he gets asked this question at least five times in this movie and doesn't really give an answer. He just kind of like brushes it off. And so finally, like she asks him a variation of the question. His response (laughs) is that one day when he was a child doing a paper route, (laughs) there was a house way out in the cut. And he went to go deliver a paper there and there was barbed wire and like all kinds of other things around the house. And he thought they were trying to keep something out. But lo and behold, they were trying to keep something in. Mm. And it was a it was a child with a disability. And he said from that day forth, he would never let anything like that happen again. Right. And I was like, excuse me i wait where's where is it i gotta play this i was just like huh 
what do you, this is the most convoluted backstory <laughs> reasoning for this movie to be happening that you could have told me anything dog you could have said anything i didn't need that right. over three quarters into the movie you, know what you mean? finally find out the, the movie's character. about to be over and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. he's got this tragic out. backstory because literally, he sees in the first 10 minutes what? of the movie, he sees, he sees radio across the way, and he was like, I've got a mission. <laughs> and I'm like, we don't know what the fuck yes. is going on. And then, like, the movie has 20 minutes left in it, and he pulls the car over, he pulls the truck over, and he's like, I saw some wild <laughs> young, and that's why radio is my new son. <laughs> and his daughter was like, Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because the daughter doesn't even she doesn't have the redemptive moment there. She has it in another scene. Yeah, but she just like she ends that scene just by going like, "Cool, dad. <laughs> you crazy, just dad. like just like you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just like how You're so crazy, dad. <laughs> what is that story even? Right? Because it's just like. You can't tell me that story and then not resolve the story. Is that kid still <laughs> in that house? Right. Like, what are you? <laughs> what's going and there was on? no like. I even expected this movie to like even do the the blue tint flashback in like uh you know in quick quick camera moves mm-hmm. of him seeing mm-hmm. the boy in the like and you'd be like oh you get like a stint of oh my god the boy was a real like you know he was a chud or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You know what that is. Oh, I know. Comic book, you know what that is. <laughs> Boy, yeah. I don't like everything about this movie is just like a a big swing and a miss. Yeah. I can't really think of I mean, is there anything else that people want to talk about in specific, or should we get into the behind the scenes of the movie? Um, I do want to say that that like inspector that kept coming was a real hater. Oh no, yeah. Well, they yeah. again. Somebody had to hate on radio. Like not yeah. everybody could could love radio. Somebody had to be a hater. And but he's not even like a villain of the movie because there's no villains really. There's no villain. He's a hater. He's a hater. But it's also like you know I I'm not justifying any of you know whatever people were trying to do in opposition to radio. But it is kind of like just from a general running a school standpoint, right? Like you don't know anything about radio. <laughs> have no information about radio you know his mom and his mom seems like she's on the level and is doing her best to raise him but you can't even tell me how old he is you know what i mean like you, you don't know this boy's age you have no age. real because th- i mean this is you know one of the things about people with disabilities is that like they're not there's no one-to-one right like you just can't say oh you've been diagnosed with this so here's everything that we know about that and this is going to be true for everybody you know what i mean it's just like you don't know what's going to happen and they're throwing radio into all kinds of scenarios where it could have gone horribly wrong like if they threw radio out there in front of a crowd of people and he had a terrible reaction to that what do you do? Like, what are you gonna do with radio? (laughs) you know you can't just vibes your way out of it yeah like if he if he like is allergic to some food that you don't know about and he eats it and he goes into shock what are y'all gonna do right like, I mean, like there's all kinds of things that i'm just like you are literally just like taking this is he a child is he a man i, I don't know but like you're taking this person and just yeah ostensibly parading them around town and all these different scenarios and like it really doesn't feel like radio is a character in a movie but also like if we're talking about him as a real life person it doesn't really feel like he's a real life person because it seems like he's just whatever the movie needs him to be 
yeah in the moment and yeah. like it's it's doubly insidious because of his disability because of the way that they kind of like one try to use that to like pull at your heartstrings and like make you feel mm-hmm. for radio but also like don't care about radio (laughs) (laughs) well all right let's get into the behind the scenes i you know i'm gonna apologize up front (laughs) i wanted it so bad i wanted to find some messy behind the scenes information (laughs) about this movie and i i gotta be honest with you i feel like part of it i think is just this was made in 2003 so this was before people were taking into consideration google and like search optimization and all that stuff so when you search radio movie radio interview radio you know all these different things that you mm-hmm. would search for something like you're getting all kinds of wild mixed up results because google doesn't know what you're asking for right, right. like you're trying to figure out <laughs> what what this is but usually even when you like do something like type in on youtube radio movie cast interview right uh-huh. like right. you're gonna get something nothing right mm-hmm. I think they scrubbed a lot of this from, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I oh, think yeah. there's just a lot of stuff that probably existed. Cause even like you were saying, Cameron, like this is 2003. This is the era of behind the scenes DVD extras, right? Yeah. Like, this is Literally like shooting stuff for the DVD. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the in fact that era. I could not find any like, you know, features, I'm not going to get something. radio on DVD, but like, you know, <laughs> like, also like, what if this movie was like going for the Oscars that it seemed to be going? For? It sure was. Like, yeah. I have no clue how anybody felt on set. Well, let me tell you, you know? something here because okay. when you go one of those ESPN interviews, uh, <laughs> the literally the first question: some critics are already talking Oscar not for you in this role. You know, he's talking to Cuba Gooding Jr. and it's just like, mm. what? Who was talking Oscar <laughs> role for this? Dog? Like, who said that? My mom. That's Cuba wrote that question. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Yo, we're gonna start with this." It's like, "All right, that's the one on yellow card, on the yellow card, the yellow one." Because yes. I can't imagine. I, I know again. It seems like that was very much so the intention, but I nobody was talking about Oscars for radio, dog. Like, come on, man. Like, no. even when the movie came out, they were pro- they were promoting the hell out of it, but like nobody. I remember seeing this trailer a all yeah. the time. Yeah, all the time. But nobody was like for real about radio. Like nobody really wanted because I mean, like the second you saw Cuba come on screen, like you had to be like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's a little suspect about this. Well, I mean, talking about the people behind the movie though, because you know the people that I really wanted to hear from, starting with uh, Michael Tolan, who this is. I mean, this is this is probably why this doesn't exist. You know, a lot of that behind the scenes because. This dude has done a lot of things, and I think he doesn't want to be associated with radio. <laughs> right. So. It probably has pulled some strings to get out of it because, yeah. um, you know, he he started out doing production for a lot of Nickelodeon shows like all that and Keaton and Kel, mm-hmm. Good Burger, the movie, all that stuff. And then, you know, started moving up. He, he was producing for Arliss and Smallville and One Tree Hill and directed some interesting movies right so like when you go to his his imdb he's done a lot of sports stuff right like he is very much a sports guy and so like his whole thing is littered with sports stuff but the biggest thing recently that he's been associated with 
is the last dance he produced the yeah. last dance oh nice and so that's kind of his big claim to fame and i'm sure he doesn't want people right now, yeah. looking up well who who made the last dance and then seeing radio and being like mm. yeah if you had a choice to have that be your um headlining credit would you choose radio yeah. or would you choose the michael jordan documentary right from the producers of radio yeah <laughs> because <laughs> he also produced stuff some like, more bullshit he produced hardball right he okay. produced coach carter you know and you keep going down and down i mean he produced the zookeeper's wife he's got a weird filmography but yeah so he oh, very much so yeah, the, like, all the movies that you're like i just didn't care no. yeah <laughs> like that's that's what he did he very much so like is sports man you know like that's kind of his his deal and that makes uh, sense because like the first 10 minutes was like let's just put sports heartfelt movie meme generator and just like see what happens and that was yeah. the first 10 minutes of the movie but also like for the i mean as a sports movie this shit is also whack because yeah. like <laughs> you could give a shit what happens to this football team right, like, yeah. they could have lost they could have won the championship it didn't matter to me they literally just played a regular ass season of football yeah. right, right. They don't win or like, or they don't lose. Oh, you know they lose and they win. You know ebbs and flows, ups and downs. But yeah, football does any of it matter to like deal the, after like yeah? You know once you get past the forty-five minute part, it's just like radio. It's about radio, <laughs> yeah, and how much everybody loves or maybe hates radio. Yeah. And uh, I just thought all the football scenes were like so half-assed. Yeah, like it's just like. Ed Harris makes a decent speech and then the team goes wild or right. the team gets sad and then that's it or runs them laps yeah. and that's it. Yeah, I thought this was going like, to be more like Rudy. I I was disappointed yeah. to find out that he didn't ever actually play. Yeah, I thought he was going, yeah, at least fill in for somebody or something like that. Like, we need an 11th man no. on, the, on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could have taken that. I would have, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it took a lot to that football out of his head. Yeah. Well, so the, the writer of this movie is Michael Rich, and he is a, exclusively a sports person, except for randomly the Nativity Story in 2006 and Cars 3. What? Are okay. Two what? other movies Wait, that he's whoa, got credit for. But he's got. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. What the fuck? He's got upcoming movie on this podcast, Finding Forrester, because we have to do that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But then he also wrote uh, The Rookie, obviously radio. He's uncredited yeah. for Miracle, which is the hockey movie uh, mm. about the mm -hmm. Olympics. He's got a credit for Invincible, which is the Mark Wahlberg plays football movie. Uh, yeah. And then Secretariat, which is. The, and then Secretariat. Yeah. So, I mean, that's this is his bag, I guess, as he does, you know, the sports stuff. Jeez. And again, like, not a lot of sports, not a lot of, <laughs> like, <laughs> not a lot of movie here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, other stuff where it's kind of like, I guess, you know, like, you, you want to have something to hold on to. And I think, you know, like, you, you can do what maybe is, is true, or you could kind of do what is like, you know, probably more dramatic and exciting, but like they chose neither. They yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like a lot of one or the other. If they had leaned into like the music, that would have even made it a lot better. Like mm -hmm. I want to hear like more of radio's picks from you know what's hot on the charts. I mean, yeah, like let radio become the school DJ and just kind of yeah. you know, start playing. 
playing stuff over the loudspeaker. Um, well, a few things. So, I mean, if we're just we're we're getting into the the true or false. So, this movie is based on an article from Sports Illustrated from 1996 called "Someone to Lean On" by Gary Smith. And I read the article, and <laughs> you know, it's 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 difficult, right, to kind of come to a. a conclusion about how i feel about everything because on the one hand this movie and the real life are very similar in that people seemingly just love radio at least from what they're telling us is that people love radio like there was never any issues coach jones says there was not only were there not issues but like kids on the football team went out of their way to protect radio from other kids at the school like they were like very serious about people not fucking with radio so you know the scene with him getting tied up that didn't happen you know the scene with him you know uh going into the girls locker room that like none of that happened there was nobody who was doing stuff to radio or or getting him in trouble like that um the actual story starts in 1964 so like basically a decade before this movie takes place um and they tried to condense a lot of things into like a small time frame. So like one shows. of the things yeah, sure does because radio's <laughs> mom dies in this movie. Who can tell me the timeline of this film? I don't know. A school year. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, no idea. I, I guess. No idea. Cause I almost want to say multiple years, but I know that's not true. I don't know. But, uh, radio's mom dies in the movie in real life. She didn't die until 1994. What? Uh, when he was very much a grown ass man, and I gotta uh, go. <laughs> I'm out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> I gotta go. So what? So they just did that to like tug at your heartstrings? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't like that. But then he did go because he he has a brother. Um, he's got two brothers. So this is you know, I don't know if there's more information now, but they were never able to diagnose you know what was going on with him but it was a genetic disorder because his father had it Mm. and then his younger brother had it so his older brother george it was the only child that didn't have this disorder Hmm. Um, they could have discussed that i don't know (laughs) they could have discussed that honestly like radio you know i guess from the article like it seemed like early in his life you know like had some incidents where he got hit by a car uh when he was like five um and that like knocked out a couple teeth but like when you look at real radio and you look at cuba good and junior like those teeth are on another level like they did that <laughs> they went, for the they movie did extra stuff. Yeah. yeah they they put some extra spice on those teeth yeah you know what i mean <laughs> i mean i guess like we heard cuba's just like i don't know dog what, what do you this is how i think radio should should be i'm gonna need some teeth to really get into this role uh, so i mean it does make sense that he like modeled it after his five-year-old kid because his teeth did look like he got one adult tooth and one baby tooth mm. <laughs> damn damn oh uh, but yeah radio had like a few things early on in his life where you know he got arrested by the cops because some kids tricked him into like pulling a you know fire alarm and you know some other stuff like that so he he wasn't treated well always but like for a majority of his life and this is where i'm kind of conflicted about it it's like 
he lived a good life. Yeah. You know, for uh specifically not just you know, like somebody who um had the disability that he had because we know very well that in this country and you know around the world basically people like that get pushed to the margins and thrown away and you know nobody really you know cares that much about them you know mm-hmm. specifically in 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 places like that where it's just kind of like you know his mom was just kind of raising him on her own out there in their home and just like couldn't afford to take him to see anybody and couldn't you know afford to have child care or other things like that so she was doing what she could to you know raise him and you know the other kids in the house so like the fact that coach jones and it is it's all very white savory right like they do come in and they do it's it's similar to the blind side where it's like i sure right you know it's not a bad thing that people did by helping radio or by helping michael or right like nobody's like man you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have helped that kid like you should have <laughs> fuck those kids right but it's also like it gets very weird because so like he's everything you see in the movie more or less is what happens because he's like brought onto the football team and like he is kind of given carte blanche in a lot of ways like he gets to run out onto the field with the football team and then he's like gets to go hang out with the cheerleaders and then he'll go into the stands and then he'll go get like you know free popcorn or a hot dog and then he'll run back down to the sideline and he's just like always kind of like around doing things nobody's got issues with radio you know everybody's happy to see radio and you know he's he's kind of again he's living this life where yeah he doesn't have to worry about things right he doesn't have to worry about eating he doesn't have to worry about you know housing he doesn't have to worry about you know every he's getting all these presents for his birthday and for christmas and like he's with them until 2019 where he passes away because he's got you know diabetes and uh some other situations going on but like from 1964 to 2019 this is his life yeah i mean like he's with the school for that whole time and so, you know, they put a statue of him outside the school in like 2016 and like, you know, he's very, very much beloved in that community. But it's also kind of weird, not weird in the sense of like they're doing a weird thing, but it is one of those just like, I can't dispute this story because, you know, everybody's telling me that they, they always loved radio. and Coach Jones loved radio. Coach Jones is still alive today, you know, and like it seems like there was never a time where they're like, yeah, you know, we've been doing this for 40 years now. and <laughs> You know, kind of, kind of done with radio or like, you know, radio is, is getting on our last nerve or radio. It was like, no, we love radio unconditionally forever. Radio. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so lovable. Damn. So I'm kind of like, all right. And then like weird, so weird stuff, right? Like I watched the video for radio 72nd birthday. And, a random dude is in the video and is like, yo, I heard that radio's birthday was coming up. I drove from Alabama to meet radio and to come to a, a high school football game to a school that I don't attend and have no affiliation with. And like, just, just rolled up to radio's birth. Like he emailed coach Jones. It was like, is it cool if I come to radio's birthday? Cause I want to meet radio. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But it's just like, it's not even that, you know, you can't find the story inspirational or like, you know, take something from it. But it's also just like, we can agree that's kind of strange, right? Yeah. It's but- just inexplicable. <laughs> it's just like, what? What about him? Like, <laughs> honestly, when people like me, I'd be confused. I'd be like, what? right. I mean, really? Right. <laughs> but it's, it's not even like, oh, yeah, you know, like I watched and he did watch the movie and I think he's basing a lot of this off the movie, but like. It's it's not even like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I, can I come to a football game? It's yeah. like, I want to come to Radio's Radio birthday thing. party. Right. I, I want to know him. You know, like, that's a little much. You know, like, I want to come to this, what I assume is, even if it's not a private event, it's still like, you don't know him. Yeah. I don't want to go to my friends' birthdays, much less go out of my way for a And you're going to travel out of state to come and do this, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is that. Then there's another random video on YouTube of like an elementary school, I guess like a special needs like team of like teachers at this elementary school that travel up again for the specific purpose of meeting radio. Just yeah, to yeah, like charging, hang out. I don't know. Like I don't. They spend time with, you know. And it's just like I guess that's nice, right? Like radio seems to enjoy it, and like yeah. you know, I don't want to begrudge that for him. But it's also like, what are we getting out of this? Like, yeah. what are we getting out of radio? It seems a little exploitative in the sense that like, it seems a lot of exploitative. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like radio didn't really seem to have a ton of autonomy in the sense of like he was just kind of around, right? People brought him around. He was there to be around and lift spirits and do stuff like that. But it's right. like, you know, not even like what does radio want? Cause radio seemed to want to do what he was doing. <laughs> like it didn't seem like he was, he had any complaints or objections to it, but it does kind of seem like, and this is, you know, we had this conversation when we watched 12 Angry men. Okay. So this is happening, right? I'm not going to cast dispersions on your town, but I also haven't heard that your town is like a bastion for black people or mm-hmm. like a bastion for <laughs> yeah. people with disabilities. And so yeah. I wonder, like, like I was saying before, is this just radio specific? Like, right. Do y'all treat not like every black person this way, but like, you know, you've embraced radio in this way, but like, has that really changed you or is radio just kind of like, something you can use to deflect other you know other negativities yeah or biases or things like like, that you know i feel like that's the vibe where this is and this is a white liberal problem too honestly where white liberals attach themselves to causes or people or things that on paper are going to look great right Mm. like it's like it's like uh taking shop class and putting it on your you know, college resume or your college uh, yeah. application, right? Like I went to it's like, oh, it's going to look good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and I feel like the energy around radio is that energy where it's like, you know what? How could I be prejudiced right. or bad? Right. Or how could I be, you know, any type of bad person if I, I love a person like radio or if I, I welcome a person like radio into mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's where I actually am really turned off by this movie, honestly, because like 
that energy. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even like Cuba's bad performance or the movie just literally having no plot. For real. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's the energy of like, look at radio. Like, wasn't he downtrodden? Wasn't he down bad? Like, let me let me extend my hand and love on radio too. Right. Cause I'm not one of the bad right. ones. And I'm like, fam, <laughs> you could have like built him a better house, put him in a better right. house, put his mama in a better house, something like that. You could have did some real work instead of just making radio come to football practice to be your mascot because that's what he did. Yeah, they, you know, Coach Jones made sure that he had regular, you know, dental appointments and, you know, medical <laughs> appointments and, you know, all this stuff. So, like, they did take care of radio, but, like, again, I kind of had this weird creepy feeling about maybe they weren't intentionally using radio but like just this this feeling of like but you have the line in the movie that he's teaching you but like a was he really and b like if he's teaching you what is he teaching you like what do you like how are you practically applying that to your everyday life or are you just telling me that radio has changed your life because that sounds good and makes you feel good, you know, when Ugh. you know you haven't really done done too much outside of like we do good things for radio, right? Because it's just like, yeah, I've got black friends, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's but that's not what we're talking about, right? You know, like sure, I, I hope you're nice to your black friends, but are you nice to just not just you know random Tyrone on the street, but just like when you see a black person, like is your is your guard up? based on just on site or are you just like oh yeah i've learned to not judge people based on appearance or whatever because of my experience with radio or are you still like mm, you know? yeah <laughs> radio's cool but <laughs> y'all i don't know about that i mean the fact that they, so. they don't call him by his real name is indicative of enough of like what their motivations are yeah right because they learn his real name too and they <laughs> continue yep. not to call him that yeah that's that's a problem um uh, so, very much so a problem yeah but i mean that's unfortunately and maybe fortunately that's kind of all i had on the radio i couldn't really find anything else i was looking for somebody to have said not even anything crazy but well maybe something crazy i don't know it's a crazy movie but you know like i couldn't find anything out of the ordinary or anything that like jumped out at me because I think they just want you to forget that radio uh, was a movie. <laughs> no, no tales yeah. of onset yeah. hijinks between Esapetha Murkerson and Deborah Winger. Nothing like that. Yeah, you know, or even just like you know, Cuba stayed in character the whole time. <laughs> if you like, imagine, you know. I'm sure he did. No, I <laughs> doubt it. I <laughs> doubt I it. Did. I bet he did. My man was partying as soon as he got there. <laughs> Somebody sucked that baby's dick. <laughs> um oh man so let's look at what's there anything yeah let's kind of look at let's play our favorite game what do you guys think radio has on all the varying rating systems rating websites so we're going to start with imdb And you can tell me what you think a radio. That's a ten point has. system. IMDb does. It's a okay. ten point system. They have the point system, so it can be you know something point okay. something. Um, but it is out of ten. Okay, I'm feeling a strong three point seven. Mm. Cam, 
I'm gonna I'm go with. This is not a good movie, though. It's not good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say five, six point wow. nine. No, uh, no, no. I don't. No, I don't like that. Looking at a like review it. here, all caps title: "Good movie!" Exclamation point. Boo. Uh, <laughs> I really You're enjoyed wrong. radio. I think it was one of the nicest movies I have seen. <laughs> was the username not oh Cuba the Good Engineer? <laughs> <laughs> other titles on imdb this is a box of kleenex film um oh, God, here. beautiful story great it's performances you, you burn you burn the box of kleenex as kindling <laughs> to burn the dvd almost too good to be true what, uh, <laughs> what? you know there's a lot of cool because i think it does do the thing and i think that's part of why my dude drove up for radio's <laughs> birthday is there is kind of a like I gotta meet that nigga. I gotta meet well, him. Well, yeah. I mean, there's kind of I feel good by osmosis, right? Like, sure. you know, having watched the movie, I feel like I've done a good thing. Wherein you haven't done anything, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, it's it's supposed to be a sentimental kind of film. Six but people oh. people loved it on IMDb. Going over to Rotten Tomato, this is so that you know IMDb is people, right? Yeah. Those are uh, just general user reviews this is critical review so what do you think mm. it has out of a hundred percent on rotten tomato Ooh. i mean the 6.9 really threw me for a loop so i feel like i should be more generous yeah mm. but then i feel like maybe you're trying to trick me so i'm gonna go <laughs> back to i'm gonna say like this is percentage out of 100 you said yeah yeah uh 54 54 okay okay I'm going lower. I'm going lower. I'm 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 sticking with this is a bad movie. It's 40 40%. 35%. Wow. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, now okay. We're... Somebody got yeah. some sense. Yeah. Don't gaslight me. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who had a similar vibe, you know, man, what a great movie. Really really touching, heartwarming, you know, etc. But then there's others that are just, you know, awful from start to finish, right? Uh, screenwriter seems obsessed with introducing dramatic conflict which feels both strained and convenient mm. uh yeah. you know feigns compassion for uh people with uh mental disabilities but treats radio as a pet a toy a prop Period. right you know what i mean like yeah. i think a lot of critics kind of saw through this immediately um, and they got that right except for your boy roger ebert who gave it three stars mm. no roger ebert liked <laughs> roger this. ebert liked this that is confusion yeah for families, for those who find most movies too cynical, for those who want to feel good at a warm and uncomplicated rate, radio is a treasure. Wow. Others may find it too slow or sunny or innocent. You know who you are. No. Who? <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. He hit you with that push a T. He was like, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know? That's, oh, my God. So. I am disgusted. Um, I am disgusted. He must have been having a real good day. Yeah, some some good must be going on in his life uh, in 2003 that he was just like, mm, no radio, same fine to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he must, I don't know, I don't know, he must have had some drugs or yeah. something, because Roger Ebert is like, that's my nigga, like, he's the, he's the one dude who can see through the bullshit, yeah. you know? Not today. It's like him, <laughs> him, and uh, like Pauline Kale are like the two mm. film critics, like longtime film critics that are like, uh-uh. <laughs> This is some ass. I'm going to tell you yeah. why. And I got the research to back it up. And then, like, to hear that is disheartening. Yeah. It's, I, I saw that and I was just like, no, nah, 
Not my dog. Uh, <laughs> not my dog. <laughs> well, let's go to our, our absolute favorite, Amazon.com. This is a five-star system, Kara. Okay. What do you think radio got on Amazon out of five stars? Um, I'm gonna say three. I'm gonna stick with three. Yeah, three. Okay. You're gonna hate this. You know it. It's a five. <laughs> it's a five, and I hate that it's a five. I don't even have to look at it. Technically, it's a four point eight. Wow. But the fuck it's here. a five. I mean, that's five it's stars. Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy to me. People love radio. If you go to the five star like breakdown, right? It's got almost uh, 40,000 reviews. What? And 89% of those are five stars. Wow. What? Uh, Why? People are Why? like, it's such a great movie. My husband asked one night if I had watched this and we watched a preview and I wasn't interested at all. The next evening, he insisted we watch this together. As soon as the movie started, the tears rolled. This turned out to be Get such out. an amazing, heartwarming movie. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. 10 uh, out of 10. Another is titled oh, A Movie no. for Unity. Um, <laughs> no. This movie, film shows movie what's missing for from the news today. This is what's True wrong Forgiveness, with Love Sacrifice, Friendship, Family, and Devotion. This is a review This from, is what's wrong with white people. This is a review this from right 2020. Wow. So not even wow. you know, people still watching radio out here. Um, I have a question. Uh, yeah. Still loving it. When you yeah. guys, when you guys do these reviews, or like, do you find that Amazon is a little bit more generous, or is it kind of all across it's the board? You can't get five stars. Ain't, ain't a, it ain't a bit. Yeah, it's just five stars. Okay. We've watched. Was it good? Was it minorly good? Was it like <laughs> just did, did it, it make me did smile it once yeah. properly? Did I receive? <laughs> The movie that I ordered, five stars. Did the content hit my eyeballs properly? Five stars. I think we've only seen a handful. I think like there were there are a few movies that got less than five stars. Yeah, that's when it shocked. And it me. was like, I think it was something like either like black or white. Maybe got less than five stars. Mm-hmm. And um, this is worse than that, though. Oh, this is far worse than that. This oh, the black or white worse is still. That. Come on egregious Jesus. Um, <laughs> egregious but there's yeah there's been a handful here or there that were, i was surprised to see didn't get five stars i think even something like save the last dance didn't get five stars and i was <laughs> like oh okay that was i expected wow. five stars off yeah. jump but yeah 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 you know this is it's always a an adventure looking <laughs> up these things because not only do you never know what you're going to find but like it is unrelenting and people's love for these kinds of movies specifically where it makes you feel good that something happened in the world once and uh you know like you didn't have anything to do with it and didn't do anything because of it but like watching the movie was an experience enough for you so uh <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think let's transition into putting this movie on our Caucasity ranking system. I know we all know where we're going to go with it, but let's go through the the numbers anyways, just so Kara has some some grounding in how this works. Mm-hmm. So we've got three levels of Caucasity. Okay. Starting on the first level, this level is shorts in the winter. Okay. And that's basically like... <laughs> yeah. I know all right, the vibes. You know, you. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, interesting choice. Right. Like not hurting me. You know, I don't really even have a complaint as much as I'm just it's a curiosity as to why you continue to do this. We all know it's cold outside. Right. But you are (laughs) 
and like we say all the time, it's not I'm going to the mailbox in shorts or like no, 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 I'm no. just going to run out to my car real quick. It's I'm living life no, in shorts. Made a, yeah, yeah. I made a choice. Made a full trip. I looked on my my weather app today. It said 35. I said weather be damned. You know yeah, I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting on these billabong shorts <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and these Birkenstocks. <laughs> And I'm going to go hit the town. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Oh, that's my boy, Dave. That's my boy. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it doesn't hurt us, but it is kind of like, mm, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Sure. Uh, Karen, what's the second no. level? Um, the second level is um, this movie's touching my hair. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now this movie is actually like making a play. It's trying to like come okay. at you. Yeah. It's making a violent attempt on your life. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know the offense that like you know uh, is touching Absolutely. your hair. It's like I'm not going to excommunicate you, but I am going to look at you right. straight. Yeah, we're going to have, have a conversation. Yeah, after this, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely going to have a conversation. <laughs> the the final level of caucasity for this week, I think, just has to be yeah, your boy Joe Biden out here, Joe Byron, the State of the mm-hmm. Union, all the things that could have been talked about. You know what I mean? Like he covered a lot of ground, but he had the temerity to say don't defund the police fund the police <laughs> fund the police he repeated it three times uh, like again. dr umar and uh <laughs> <laughs> he did he meant it though uh, okay. and it's just kind of like he wasn't playing damn bro after everything <laughs> we went through the last few years you don't have to be we know who you are you co-authored the crime bill like you know it's not a surprise what's right. happening here <laughs> it's not but yeah. it is also like do you have to say the quiet part loud like it's the state yeah. of the union you could have just been like right. you know we're gonna continue to i don't know make up some bullshit dog but you don't <laughs> you come out and 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 say oh, fund the man. police not only because obviously that was a political ploy to get Republicans to clap and do all that other bullshit but like yeah Doug I mean have you seen the NYPD's budget like oh. somebody was pointing out today that it's five billion dollars more than the whole Ukrainian army's mm-hmm. like budget Doug yeah. like they the, got... the NYPD is the fifth largest army in the world yeah. you know so 100%. like they need more funding. You know, like yeah. funding as it is is not doing great. Yeah, <laughs> like that money's not yeah. going yeah. to a good place. How's that going? So you know, like the funded police, how are they doing? <laughs> giving them more money, I don't think that's a you know, bold strategy. Uh, but <laughs> not uh, what I would have done. I don't think that's going to work out. Well, but they, that, they need yeah, a lot is... more manpower to kick homeless people off the train. You know, yeah, you, you know, they got yeah. a lot oh, of yeah. things to take care of out here. Uh, and none of them include paperwork. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but this is the level of just like you know exactly what you're doing, right? Yeah. And like yeah. with this, Joe Biden, he knows what he's doing. He knows why he's saying he knows that. He knows the the buttons he's pushing and the people that he's, you know, getting to be on his side because of that. And it's not black people, or if it is black people, uh, it's the kind of black people who blacks for Trump. <laughs> You know, so, you know, not the people that I would associate with, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's just, it's like, of all the choices you could have made, you made this one and you did it looking me dead in my eyes. You know what I mean? So it's, there's no hiding the intent behind it. Like none of this is by accident. You made a, a choice for violence and you 
probably enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like it, it was exactly what you wanted to do. <laughs> so those are our three levels okay. of caucasity. Where okay. do you think that radio lands? I'm feeling generous and I'm going to put it at a level two. Okay. So this movie's touching, touching. Yeah. Your like I feel like you kind of know that like, I'm not going to like this, but you keep forcing it upon me anyway. And you're like, no, this is going to be fun. Like we're having fun here. And I'm like, no, we're not like, you're not hearing me. I don't like this. Uh, but also like I can walk away from it and go to sleep at night, not being too angry. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'm going three. Is there a, is there a three plus? Like <laughs> is there a more, three plus? more than a three at this point? I don't know. This whole thing, like, I think it was the double low. I was telling Cameron, because I was live tweeting this movie, and he hit me up, and he was like, it's worse than uh, <laughs> White Man's Burden? Like, it's worse than some of these terrible movies yeah. that we watch? Yeah. And I was like, it is, because it's not just the... It's one, so, I mean, this is... We didn't really discuss this, but, you know, like, there's there's a, there's the Disneyfication of racism that you see in some of these movies, where it's just oh, like, yeah. we're not gonna say it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to say that specific word that you're waiting for, and we're not going to like even really get into what racism is. Yeah. You just you know that it's bad, and you know that there's a certain group of people that do it, right? And like they all that do the racism. Yeah, they all like to play it as if racism was a thing that happened long ago, predominantly in the South. And it was mm. a few specific people who did it, and they're bad people because all the other white people were good people, and they didn't do the racism. Uh, so, like, you don't have to feel bad about it. You can just look at these white people and like wag a finger. <laughs> and I think that's what radio yeah. is in the sense of like, oh no, but we all loved radio. The cops love radio. Like, yeah, that one cop was out of line, but the other cops set him straight and then gave him a sandwich and like you know, and you're just like. <laughs> What what's happening? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not that I need somebody to like hate radio or like you know throw a brick through radio's window or you know anything like that. But it's just like you all loved radio, no questions asked. Like there wasn't even like a, a period of time that took to warm to him or adjust to him, or it was just no radio on site. Love him, gotta have Didn't him in you? my life. You know what I mean? Didn't you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> And so there's that aspect of it. Then there's Cuba's performance, which is wholly offensive. You Completely. Know what I, mean? I just I didn't want to watch yeah. any of that. And it just kept getting worse as the movie progressed. Mm-hmm. And then there's just the, yeah, the, the uncomfortable feeling I have. I, I like, yeah, I'm sh- like, he lived a good life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to poo-poo people for doing a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, good for radio. Glad that it worked out for him in that way. I still can't shake a, a certain feeling that there was something not wholly on the level about that. And that mm. maybe, you know, even if people thought that they were doing an altruistic thing, that there was some level of like, and I'm going to eat my cookie now. Like, I, de- <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I did it. I don't know about that. So, yeah, all of that just kind of tips it over for me where I'm just like, I don't I can't, you know, I, I it was it was not an enjoyable movie experience, right. you know, and I love a bad movie, but this was not on any of that. Let's talk about this too before we get too far ahead of it because this movie did get nominated for some awards and it got nominated Razzie? Uh-huh. It did get nominated for uh, for the Razzies and <laughs> Cuba was nominated for worst actor. As he should have been. 
It was yeah. nominated for the NAACP Image Award, Ooh. and Cuba Gooding Jr. won Outstanding Actor. Wow. He won? He won, and Alfred Woodard won for Supporting Actress. And she wasn't really... I mean, you know, I love Alfred. She wasn't really doing anything. We'd be stretching. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be like, stretching. Didn't, like, didn't Aquafina get nominated this yeah, year? So like, we'd be stretching. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it was like, okay, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was nominated for an SB for Best Sports Movie. Um but yeah, like definitely better not a one that shit. Yeah, it was kind of like I, I luckily that was it. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't getting into all these other award scenarios, but like you know, there's there's still enough. I mean, if you could look at the Amazon reviews we just read, <laughs> you know, there's, there's enough people who continue to watch this movie and feel inspired by this movie and I'm sure do nothing, but you know, watched radio and felt feelings and uh, felt something in here <laughs> felt something in their heart yeah and so i'm just like i can't get down with any other shit like this this whole thing makes me feel gross so i yeah radio's getting i getting fun the police <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, buddy, uh yeah this movie is fucking it's not it's uh, it, i'm not gonna say it's joe biden funding the police but it's touching my hair point five like <laughs> It's just a bad yeah. movie. Mm. And that's like beyond us. Cause like the white saviorism here is definitely at play, right? Yeah. And it's literally from the moment he sees him, he's like, I gotta save this <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Like as soon as he sees him, he's got the inst- he's got the inkling to do it. Because one so time like, he saw a kid with uh, a disability <laughs> locked in a house. Because one time he saw a dude from the Goonies oh in a cage. God. Yeah, he saw him. Out, he was out front of somebody's hut. He house. saw him in Saw Three, apparently, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> felt bad that he didn't do anything about it. So he was like, "I fucked up in that moment, yeah. but I'm not gonna let radio get by." <laughs> uh, yeah, this it, it's like it's weak sauce, right? Yeah, this movie isn't even really about anything, and it struggled. It struggles to honestly be a movie, right? Yeah. But it strives to be one of the greatest. Right. Yeah. Which is just The music like, would tell you otherwise. Cool. <laughs> that's the white liberal energy, though, is like, I didn't do anything really, but I'm striving to be Martin Luther King out right. here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, chill. It's like, it's chill. Like, know your yeah, role. Yeah. It's like the Rita Ora of sports movies. Like, I don't know Damn. what's happening. Whoa, there you go. <laughs> Trying to do a lot here. There you go. But who are you? Who are you? Yeah, well, <laughs> we still asking. It's 2022, and we still, still asking. don't know. Yeah, okay, but your boy MLK would say, and a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense. <laughs> well, well, we got it all right. <laughs> Do we want to remake this movie? I don't know. I feel like at most this movie should have been what it was which was a sports illustrated article that was fine enough you didn't really have to take it further than that if you had to to do that i mean we're we're veering into this american life episode or like a 30 for 30 i guess right but that's kind of as far as i would go there's no need to dramatize the story no there's no need to because there wasn't even that whole that bunch of drama they could mine out no, of it. They had to make shit up. They had to kill his mom just to get, you know, like early. <laughs> 20 years early. <laughs> but she died in 1995. Yeah. Exactly. That's about my book. She died in 1975. 
Yeah. And actually, we ain't even gonna say what year it is. Yeah. So you can't even quote me on that. <laughs> Did she die at work too? Is that what they said? Oh no. I think she, I don't know. I thought she was like at the house. I figured that's why he tore the whole oh. house up. Yeah, I know she had like oh. a cardiac. Mm-hmm. We just watched Driving Miss Daisy recently, mm-hmm. and uh, a character that also dies just out of nowhere from. Right. Oh, you uh, attack, I guess. I <laughs> yeah, hard to tell. Shuck and peas. Um, oh, on the spot. For a moment, I was like, "Did she choke on the pea?" <laughs> I no. But uh, yeah, so you know, I I think they they made a choice by turning it into a dramatic film, and when they could have just done something a lot shorter and smaller and less complicated, and you know, highlighted the real life man instead of like having keep it good and junior do whatever the fuck he was doing <laughs> whatever that was. sure well is there are there any movies that people would would recommend watching instead of radio and again it doesn't have uh, to be a sports movie or snow anything dogs? like that snow dogs might be a better episode. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead watch uh watch snow dogs, watch snow dogs. uh <laughs> Um, Cam, do you have any movie? Remember the Titans. That was pretty good. <laughs> we might end up doing that on here, though. So is that no? It's not. It's not. People keep telling no, me to do Remember the Titans. <laughs> I remember Denzel being the one to save people in that movie. But I think they're like at the end, the the white coach makes the decision to oh, save him. So don't make me come for <laughs> the Titans. You might. You might have to do. I. You know. I'm not. All right, so watch Remember the Titans and then like prepare for our upcoming podcast about it. Okay, about that. Yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> do I have a movie to recommend that's like not? Well, you know, if you want to see Cuba Gooden Jr. like not be whatever he's doing here, just watch Boys in the Hood. I'd say watch sure. Boys in the Hood. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Cuba movie, and you know, a lot of a lot of other great performances in that. So. That would be my recommendation if you want pre uh, baby's day. <laughs> keep it good. <laughs> Watch Boys in the Hood. I mean, I guess just for posterity, right? Just we'll hit it one more time. Hold on, bring that man up Hold here. On. Hold on. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's believable. Cocaine makes anything possible. Uh, well, getting us out of here, Kara, tell everybody where they can find you on yeah. the internet. Tell everybody where they can find the podcast and what you got coming up. Uh, yeah, you can find me anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's called Everyone's Business But Mine. You can find me on Instagram at Everyone's Ooh. Business But Mine. Uh, yeah. Don't, if you have any complaints, you can email them. I didn't do anything. I'm innocent. <laughs> i mean we get plenty of interesting emails uh anyways and white people don't even know about the show yet so oh. it's i mean wait till that happens that's going to be a whole other situation <laughs> uh cam what do you got going on um uh yeah i be i'll be chilling right now i'll be chilling but I mean, as far as the web goes, you can check out my sketch comedy group, Two Karen with Love. You can check them out at Two Karen Comedy. Google Two Karen with Love. I'm sure you'll find a plethora of hilarious videos. But other than that, I'm mostly in the cooker right now. Once I got some stuff cooking, once I got uh, the stuff out of the pot, 
You'll hear about it first here. All right, we're going to stretch that metaphor. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> tell, it's a slow cooker. It's a slow cooker. Tell everybody where they can find you on the on the internets. Oh, and you can find me at the tweets and the grams at uh, the blipster eleven thirty eight. And I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Jarososa eighteen. I I, will, I can say it now, and I can say it with the confidence that I will not have to edit it out of the episode because I have gotten the official release date. Yeah. and it's going to be passed when this comes out. So just say it now uh, that I'm going to be part of the DC Comics Milestone Initiative uh, Fellowship Program. So I'll be working with them, uh, doing a lot of cool stuff in that space with all of those characters. Um, and then I've got other comics work coming out soon that you can read, hopefully, you know, sometime in the summer. Um, if you want to get at us, you can reach us on Twitter at white underscore pod. You can reach out to us if you want to send us movie suggestions or if you want to send us your own revisions of these movies or, you know, just get in contact with us with any thoughts at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com planning live show stuff, planning some other cool, interesting things that should be coming up soon. So check in with us and we'll let you guys know about that. But that's going to do it for this week. Don't watch radio. Uh, (laughs) Do something better with your life. Uh, Do something, anything else. Yeah, we'll be back next week with more Caucasity. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.